remain on earth, books like this cannot be useless. Fantine, book first, an upright man. One, Monsieur Myriel. In 1815, M. Charles-François Bienvenu Myriel was Bishop of D. He was a man of 75 and had occupied the bishopric of D. since 1806. Although it in no manner concerns, even in the remotest degree, what we have to relate, it may not be useless, were it only for the sake of exactness in all things, to notice here the reports and gossip which had arisen on his account from the time of his arrival in the diocese. Be it true or false, what is said about men often has as much influence upon their lives, and especially upon their destinies, as what they do. Monsieur Myriel was the son of a councillor of the Parlement of Aix, of the rank given to the legal profession. His father, intending him to inherit his place, had contracted a marriage for him at the early age of eighteen or twenty, according to a widespread custom among parliamentary families. Charles Myriel, notwithstanding this marriage, had, it was said, been an object of much attention. His person was admirably moulded, although of slight figure he was elegant and graceful. All the earlier part of his life had been devoted to the world and to its pleasures. The revolution came, events crowded upon each other, the parliamentary families, decimated, hunted and pursued, were soon dispersed. Monsieur Charles Myriel, on the first outbreak of the revolution, emigrated to Italy. His wife died there of a lung complaint with which she had long been threatened. They had no children. What followed in the fate of Monsieur Myriel? The decay of the old French society, the fall of his own family, the tragic sights of ninety-three, still more fearful perhaps to the exiles who beheld them from afar, magnified by fright. Did these arouse in him ideas of renunciation and of solitude? Was he, in the midst of one of the reveries or emotions which then consumed his life, suddenly attacked by one of those mysterious and terrible blows which sometimes overwhelm by smiting to the heart, the man whom public disasters could not shake by aiming at life or fortune? No one could have answered. All that was known was that when he returned from Italy he was a priest. In 1804, M. Myriel was curé of B. Brignol. He was then an old man and lived in the deepest seclusion. Near the time of the coronation, a trifling matter of business belonging to his curacy, what it was is not now known precisely, took him to Paris. Among other personages of authority, he went to Cardinal Fesch on behalf of his parishioners. One day, when the emperor had come to visit his uncle, the worthy curé, who was waiting in the anteroom, happened to be on the way of his majesty. Napoleon noticed that the old man looked at him with a certain curiousness, turned around and said brusquely, "'Who is this good man who looks at me?' "'Sire,' said Monsieur Myriel, "'you behold a good man, and I a great man. Each of us may profit by it.' That evening the emperor asked the cardinal the name of the curé, and some time afterwards Monsieur Myriel was overwhelmed with surprise on learning that he had been appointed Bishop of D. Beyond this, no one knew how much truth there was in the stories which passed current concerning the first portion of Monsieur Myriel's life. But few families had known the Myriels before the Revolution. 
Monsieur Muriel had to submit to the fate of every newcomer in a small town, where there are many tongues to talk and but few heads to think. He had to submit, although he was bishop, and because he was bishop. But, after all, the gossip with which his name was connected was only gossip. Noise, talk, words. Less than words. Palabre, as they say in the forcible language of the South. Be that as it may, after nine years of episcopacy and of residence in D, all these stories, topics of talk, which engross at first petty towns and petty people, were entirely forgotten. Nobody would have dared to speak of or even to remember them. When Monsieur Muriel came to D, he was accompanied by an old lady, Mademoiselle Baptistine, who was his sister, ten years younger than himself. Their only domestic was a woman of about the same age as Mademoiselle Baptistine, who was called Madame Magloire, and who, after having been the servant of Monsieur le Curé, now took the double title of...